Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. My name is Ray Park. You may know me as playing Dark Moon of Phantom Menace, Bone Wars, and also... Solo and Star Wars story. You're listening to Star Wars Stuff Podcast. The Force is strong with you all. And remember, sit Hey, this is Dominic Pace, who plays Gecko the Bounty Hunter from The Mandalorian, letting you all know you are listening to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. Wishing everybody all the best, and may the Force be with you. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. My name is David. I'm Colin. I'm Matt. And I'm Brooke. And this is always where we talk about all things Star Wars Celebration, and we wanted today to recognize one of our bigger supporters out there. Um, he is a top-tier patron. Uh, he's always contributing to the Facebook group. Uh, he always has words of encouragement. Um, I just want to put up his profile picture right now, because he actually might be watching us right now on YouTube, and uh, that's Liam McCallum. Yeah. And... Yeah, he's a big fan of Celtic Football Club, evidently, and uh, yeah, he does live in the UK, and um, I just want to recognize him because he does a great job of participating in the Facebook group, and Patreon, and YouTube, in the comments. You might, you might see a comment from him shortly here, but yeah, I just definitely wanted to recognize him, and also yeah, recognize the you. fact. Yeah, thank you so much. Also recognize the fact that. People like him have supported us so much so that we are in the top 200 podcasts on Apple Podcasts consistently for TV and film. And I took a little screenshot here. So we're number 116 in the world right now. For which, for just podcasts in general, not just Star Wars stuff podcasts. Right. As you can see by the graphic, we're right yeah. behind Bachelor Party. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> because of, for the actual like podcast to talk about Star Wars we're like in the top five um, almost every week. Like every week, we're neck and neck with Star Wars Theory, and that's that's pretty huge. Um, yeah. yeah. So that's super exciting stuff. Right. So yeah. another thing, too, that I wanted to touch on, you can see the ticker at the bottom. So we've had a Patreon for a while, and we've tried to post as much as humanly possible. And it's been maybe seven people, eight people deep, and we've done book reviews, we've done commentaries. The archive is all still there. But now we've we've made a considerable effort to post, make a, at least something, put a video, uh, a, a Patreon-exclusive podcast, uh, an article, uh, comments, at least once a day on Patreon. So now is a better time than ever to join our Patreon. And... You'll get content every single day, and I just wanted to let people know about that as well. And also, we kind of updated our podcast image that you'll see on your favorite podcast app as well. So you'll see very clearly there the Star Wars Stuff podcast logo that you've always seen before. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's what we're doing. That's what we're going to do moving forward. And uh, yeah, just a little update on things. So for the first thing I think we want to talk about is, of course, we, all four of us here attended Celebration, and we, we have so many stories, so many experiences, 
it was such a great celebration. I was talking to James on Patreon about how hard it is to rank all the celebrations we've been to now. And I mean, it's everyone has their own special place. And I think we all kind of anticipated seeing something Ahsoka related. And of course, at the Lucasfilm Showcase panel where Colin, Matt, and I attended, Rosario Dawson appeared on screen, I guess kind of like a recorded video. And she talked about maybe next time she would show up. So Brooke was able to attend the Ahsoka panel. And there was a huge table there. And I wasn't at the panel. I, I didn't make it in. Uh, because it was part of Mando Plus, correct? Yeah. So yes. I was out meeting yeah. Ewan McGregor. But Brooke got the inside scoop. She was there. She absorbed it all. Ahsoka's her woman. And uh, yeah. I just wanted to give her the I floor. Just remember, about all things Ahsoka. <laughs> yes, woman. I just remember, like, first of all, the Mando panel, just in general. Like, the Mandalorian is probably, like, my favorite thing that has come out of, like, the new Disney-owned Star Wars stuff. So I was excited to be there in general. And I was like, the plus. I was like, the plus. That must mean more. I, I was So I was just like hoping. I was like, oh, I hope we get something Ahsoka related. And we did. It was very much towards the end. So they like brought in like, you know, Tamara Morrison and talked a little bit about Boba Fett. And then there was a couple yeah, there were a couple seats left. I was like, okay, there's a couple seats left. Like, what's it going to be? And of course, Rosario Dawson showed up. And I was like, yes, like they're going to talk about Ahsoka. So I was just so stoked. Yes, there they are in all their glory. It was a great panel. It's like just the sheer number of people. Ooh, yeah. So, you know, she comes out and, you know, I don't even remember what they talked about, to be honest. <laughs> no, well, I was that's just not so. Good. Well, like, oh, come on. Like, like specifics. You know, of course, they talked about the upcoming show and how they weren't going to tell us like anything. They've only been filming for three weeks, but then they were like, but you know, we did put this little thing together. And I was like, you did not, you did not put a little something together. And it was like the tiniest little, what? No, no, I, I, I was just not expecting it. Um, because of at that point they were only in three weeks of filming. So, Mm I remember the room being like, no way. And then yeah, like it, a just, drop. it felt surreal. Felt yeah. surreal. So they played a very short little teaser trailer that looks so cool. So first thing we kind of see, she's just, you know, we see Ahsoka's hand and she's kind of like touching. She's inside of a ship. We see some like buttons and things. Do we have a, do we think it's the ghost? Is that yes. the running theory? Yeah. That it um, is in fact the ghost. The inside of the ship, like, was it? It was the ghost. Yeah. It, was it that um, three shot of the three characters? Is that what we're talking about? No, yeah. no. Um, uh, uh, we are talking about like how how it's just after the shot of where she is running her hands like on a old temple type like area, a, like and, across. Yeah. Yeah, and then it jumps because then her the very yeah the head. very very next shot she's we see the back of her and. Yeah. Hera, which yeah. I was like, oh, like there, there it is. That right. looks like some very illegal photo, but <laughs> so <laughs> it's I, so Sorry, I Lucas honestly, Trump. yeah, I honestly <laughs> think, I honestly think that uh, this is going to be season five of Rebels. Like that's exactly what this is going to be. So I hope not. 
I hope it's, you know, I hope we, like, I love Rebels, and I hope we get, you know, a little bit, a little bit of it, but I hope it's still very much Ahsoka-based. Ahsoka. Like, you know, I don't want, like, Boba Fett that's actually the Mandalorian. I want Ahsoka that maybe has a little, a little sprinkle yeah. of Rebels. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that will happen, but I think these that these characters from Rebels will play a big role. Um, oh, absolutely. Be, uh, because at this point, we know what characters from Rebels are alive, um, which is Hera, Zeb, Sabine, Chopper, and Rex. Those are the main people that are alive at this point. Um, and I think as much as I am excited to see, um, you know, uh, Ahsoka and Sabine and all these characters live, I, I think the biggest one out of the Rebels crew I'm excited to see live action would be Zeb. I think Zeb is going to be the character that will like be, oh my gosh, that's crazy. Because of seeing him in uh, Rebels was really cool because of his characters based off of the Ralph McQuarrie art of what Chewie was supposed to look like. And then we got him in Rebels. And I was like, oh my gosh, cool. And they actually made a joke in, in the show where they're like, what? Haven't you seen a rare hairless Wookiee? And it's like, oh, okay, cool. So seeing that live action will definitely bring it full circle because of jumping from animation to live action is a challenge. But if you do it right and, and, and you bring some of the original things back to it, it will work. So, for example, if you don't have the person voicing Hera and play her in live action, I think that's a mistake. I, I think it was kind of a mistake for them to not cast live action Sabine, but then when I saw her, I was like, all right, she actually looks like her. That makes sense to me. Oh, yeah, because she, she was the very last guest to come out. Yeah. And so, I, of course, I was very far away so i later looked up her photo and i was like oh yeah, yeah. like that was, that was spot on she looks fantastic and she's not even in costume like yeah. i have no doubt that that's going to be a great great character no i um uh i mean yeah but no i i think that they have to have steve bloom do the voice of zeb like for the character being there. And I think also the actress who plays Hera, um, Vanessa, she has to be there too, to play live action Hera. Cause it, cause of, if they don't have those characters in particular, because their voices are so iconic to the character, I think that's mm-hmm. going to be like, ugh. cause of as great as Rosario Dawson is actually Eckstein built that character, her and Dave Filoni built that character, um, of Ahsoka. And if, Ashley Eckstein doesn't have any involvement in the show. I'll be disappointed, but I would be very, very surprised um, because her and David I hope, friends, so. yeah, I hope that she's there at least like consulting, you know, because like you said, she built this character. This is her character. She knows everything about Ahsoka Tano and you can just see it, how much she loves this character. Every time I see her somewhere, she's got some Ahsoka inspired outfit on, like she loves this character. So I'd be really sad if she wasn't there at least like, as like a, a coach, like a character coach or something for the show. Yeah, I agree. Um, all right. So what happens after she is walking on the ghost? Well, we see the shot, her and Hera from behind that we just showed. 
Yes. And then, oh my gosh. It's so short. I feel like I'm forgetting something. Um, there's the shot of which, this is something Matt and I talked about, which was of the Jedi, um, the lightsaber Jedi building droid from the Clone Wars that we saw that was voiced by David Tennant. Now, we don't know if that's the exact same droid. I mean, I know Matt and I would be very excited if it was because David Tennant, Doctor Who, let's go. That's awesome. Um, but I think that um, that bringing elements, because I think what Ahsoka is going to do, it really is just going to be like a Clone Wars slash Rebels live action show. That's exactly what it's going to be. And I'm curious if they, cause they have a, do we have a time period for when exactly the show's taking place? Exactly. Well, it sounds like it's happening, um, of that, of that last shot, which, which we were about to get to, which was of Sabine looking at the mural, um, at the end of rebels. It looks like okay. that's happening after the battle of Endor. So most likely it's, it's happening a couple of months after or shortly after, um, Ahsoka was with Luke mm-hmm. uh in in the book of Boba Fett. And I and uh and then that that will make sense for the Rebels timeline of the finale, anyways, of where Ahsoka comes in that ship that we actually saw at the Mandalorian experience of uh of the small miniature that they're using for the show. Um of what we see at the end of Rebels of where She's escorted by X-Wings. She, like, parks there. And then Sabine's on Lothal, which means we'll see live-action Lothal, um, like, as some part of it, which that's huge. Uh, And then we'll see her turn around, and we'll see Ahsoka in a white cloak, hopefully, like we did at the end of Rebels. Yes. Because everyone's been making that joke of her, you know, she's, like, Gandalf the White. Um, because mm-hmm. she had her staff, and which I would love for them to explain the whole staff and cloak thing. Like I was just like, okay, where do those come from? So it looks a, cool. I know. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of elements. Bloney's that... a big Lord of the Rings fan. Yes, yes, yeah. he is. He cosplayed as Aragorn one year, and a Star Wars fan had the footage of him, like just randomly talking to some guy dressed up as Aragorn, and it turned out to be <laughs> Dave Filoni. Oh, that's that's hilarious. Yeah, there is definitely a lot of exciting stuff in the trailer to look forward to. Um, so out of all the stuff that you saw, Brooke, wh- what was your favorite? Like out of the trailer? Yeah. Specifically? Yeah. I think like just confirming that the Rebels characters are in it, I thought was just really crazy. Like I wasn't expecting mm-hmm. that at all. And I have such a deep love for them that I was like, ah, like. Uh, anytime we get something like confirmed that we like didn't know about, I just get so excited. Yeah, and I believe Sabine is the one that drew that mural, correct? Yes. yes. Okay, so that she happened in yeah. in animation, and then they actually showed it in part of the trailer, the back of Sabine's head, and that was the scene of live action Sabine looking at that same exact mural from Rebels. I thought that was. Awesome. And being so focused on Ezra too. Yeah. Like specifically. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. I focused on the loaf cat. (laughs) (laughs) I I 
I honestly think that it's going to feel weird at first from jumping because for the Clone Wars characters, jumping to live action, like, oh, we want an Anakin. I was like, okay, we're used to that. And then I remember seeing Bo-Katan show up for the first time. And I was like, okay, that's cool. And it was the same. It was the same actress that played her in the show. And Katie Sackhoff did a, a, a splendid job. Like she did phenomenal. Uh, and then we had Ahsoka come up, and then it was kind of different because yes, it was Ahsoka, but it wasn't actually Eckstein. And then I was like, oh, you know, maybe they might do the same thing in Solo, where it's actually Eckstein's voice, and it wasn't. I was like, okay, that's disappointing because of. Again, you are tying these voices to these characters. They're so iconic. And it and and I think Sam Witwer set the bar high when he voiced him in the show and then he voiced him in live action and solo. So I was like, okay, that's cool. Let's keep doing that. And then they actually carried that over into Galaxy's Edge because of Hondo. Um you can clearly tell that's not Jim. Um that is not Jim Cummings as you know, as Hondo. Uh so it's it's definitely interesting of jumping through different voices of the genres. So I'm curious in how they're going to deal with it. Cause I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be really, really disappointed if we don't get um, the same people who voice Zeb and Hera, I'll be very disappointed because Steve Bloom did such a great job with Zeb and I can't picture any other voice with Zeb. Like it just wouldn't make sense to me. So I, uh, I really hope that they make the right decision on that. And I, um, because these voices are so iconic to these characters, and they already um, did something different with Ahsoka, which is fine. But going forward with characters with such iconic voices, I I wouldn't go any further than what they've already done with Ahsoka. Yeah. <laughs> I think that one's directed towards Brooke. Yeah, I think but- so. The, yeah, the things I mean, that I wanted to touch on as far as that Ahsoka panel that I did not attend, but later on kind of trying to watch some video, was the fact that they did announce who Sabine was being played by, and they did announce who was playing Hera, who was playing Thrawn, who was playing Ezra, so we're still kind of in the dark with that. And they didn't give an exact date on when Ahsoka is going to premiere, and so... We're all thinking it's going to basically drop after Mando season three, after February, I believe. So, yeah, yeah. Um, because what I think we said it was going to be because of for spring of next year, it um, it will be Mandalorian season three, and then you have Star Wars Young Jedi Adventures, and then you have Vision season Visions season two, and then you have Ahsoka, and then you have. Jedi Survivor coming out next year as well. And then you have Skeleton Crew. And then you have possibly the the Taka Y TT um, Star Wars project coming out all next year. Um so who who's playing Hera Live Action? I, I I must have missed that. It wasn't announced. I thought you said it wasn't announced. No, uh, Hera was not announced, Ezra was not announced, and Thrawn was not announced at okay. Celebration. Only Sabine, played okay. by Natasha. Which is interesting. I wonder why. Because she's well, the only actor available. Well, that, <laughs> and, it's, and, and it's also on the same lines of um, 
Uh, it's also on the same lines of why they didn't announce James Earl Jones is going to be part of the show. It was like, oh, okay. Like, why not? But in the end, he was in it, and we all knew he was going to be. Um, spoiler alert, but yeah. Well, I'm not quite sure that's the exact proper way to say it, Colin. <laughs> because okay. they definitely, I mean, it's, we all heard James Earl Jones's actual voice in Rogue One. Yeah. And at that point in time, they weren't using the respeacher technology. So technically, they took James Earl Jones's voice from the original trilogy and put it through the algorithm of that software. And they were able to replicate the sound of his voice. And that's a technology that there has been a long time yeah. coming because you can see different parts of like Rebels and... I mean, whatever that's out there that other people have had to be employed to actually do the voice of Vader. And it sounds different. I mean, we can all identify what Vader sounds like and what he doesn't sound like. And they've employed four to six actors to, to do the Vader voice. Well, I'm telling you right now, it doesn't sound anything like the Star Wars games do. Because right, right. all of the right. Star Wars Battlefront games and everything, you can definitely tell who that actor is. But this one, I could definitely tell... It was James Earl Jones, but it sounded like OT James Earl Jones. Yeah, it sounded yeah. like young man James Earl Jones, which is epic and awesome. And I was counting on that because they they use that same technology on yeah. Mark Hamill for the Mandalorian or for the Book of Boba Fett, I should say. So. That and and also in that time jump of jumping from what we got at the end um, at the end of twenty twenty with. Luke Skywalker showing up um, like he did. Yeah. And of just the way that he looked of where they tried doing the de-aging process. And yeah. then you jump over to the book of Boba Fett and his deep fake and, and the normal eyed like fan, you know, would be like, Oh, how did they film this? Like, like all the way back in the 1980s, he looks great. That's how good it looked. Like it, it, it looked very, very good. And I feel like if, if you're watching Star Wars for the first time and you go and, like, watch it, I feel like you'd be, like, you know, maybe second-guessing yourself and be like, this wasn't filmed in the in the, in the the 70s and 80s. How does this make sense? Because of deepfake technology is amazing. And they did such a great job with Luke that you really couldn't tell that it was deepfake. And that's what I've been saying for years on the podcast. Oh, I know, I know. Technology. Hire that guy that's doing it in his garage that looks better than what Lucasfilm is doing. And that's exactly what they did. <laughs> that's what they, they they listen to the podcast, clearly. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. That one yep. person listening. Guys, at you're welcome. It's because of us. You're welcome. No, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, but yeah, no. So, uh, and I think they did. So, a couple of months back, Rosario Dawson actually, she accidentally leaked online um on on her instagram story and then she took it on real quick of uh of she was congratulating um the actors who are you know which actor was it colin i forgot which one um was it lars mickelson yes okay who who voiced him in thrawn and 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 that's why i was like yes to that because i was like again iconic voice for Thrawn. That makes total sense. He could totally play the part of it. That's awesome. Now, for the actor playing Ezra, it makes sense that it's a different actor because it's going to be the older version of the character. So the person playing him um, uh, is what? Rosar, 
what Rosario Dawson said, which it, it's the guy who played um, live-action Aladdin. Yeah, uh, Mina Musaud, I believe yeah. his name is. And, and I yeah, think that's he a looks great a lot choice. Like him. That, I that know. Oh, yeah, no, he, a, he looks great. He's a great choice. He's a great choice because of just going back and watching Aladdin <laughs> and just kind of seeing his um, his – his mannerisms like you know as aladdin and comparing it to ezra i can totally see the comparisons because you know in aladdin you know he is um uh he's playing a um a kid living in the streets doesn't have parents you know ezra same thing so he's 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 sounds like he's playing aladdin again but he's playing the star wars version and he's not singing like (laughs) (laughs) that we know of yeah, I will go be a Star Trek fan. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the Force. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, don't, but don't. yeah, no. Um, uh, but yeah, no. I I honestly think that's great casting, and I think they wanted to um wait for that officially until maybe like a trailer drop or something. I don't know, but I remember sitting in the theater. I'm uh, not in the theater. Uh. In uh, in the stadium, and when Rosario Dawson walked out, I looked at my wife, and I haven't seen her happy, like more <laughs> happier awesome. to see, you know, someone that brings her so much joy, like like from you know from the Star Wars universe. And when Brooke and I first met, she she really wasn't into clone wars and, and rebels and all that stuff. But then when, when her and I started hanging out, then, then she got into it and I actually watched star Wars rebels with her. I, I rewatched most of the clone wars with her and she just fell, fell in love with Ahsoka like that. So to see, you know, something that has been so that, that means so much to me and then seeing her fall in love with something on her own, like not because of me, but just because of, I kind of like helped her, you know, to that path. And then seeing her look at Ahsoka walk out on stage. And every time that she saw Ashley Eckstein, it was just, I was like, that's my wife. That, that's my wife. That's the person I married. And, um, and, and I love her seeing happy about something that I, I love so dearly as well. So seeing her so cheerful and happy is just everything to me. So, and, 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 and got, what? Sorry. I got to see Ashley Eckstein a lot. So she was, yeah, which I wasn't planning on it. I I knew she was there, but I didn't know. So, like, first time I saw her, she was the, you want to call it a host? That they were called for the the, uh, Clone Wars panel. Yeah, whatever you want to call it. I was, like, I was almost more excited just that she was there than for the actual panel. And then later that day, some of us had gone to... um, it was a Star Tours 35 years panel. And there was, I forget, it was like the head of D23 had come out and was kind of talking a little bit about it. And he was introducing who was going to be the MC. And he starts describing someone. And I was like, no way. I was like, no way. And then he was like, it's Ashley Eckstein. And I, I lost it. I was like, no way. I'm so excited. <laughs> So, yeah, that was really cool. I love just, I mean, I love Ahsoka, but Ashley Eckstein also is just such a genuine, wonderful human being that I just, I love her as well. Yeah, I'll never forget when she made us cupcakes in 2017. That's, I, I, yeah, I, I remember so that. Sweet. 
I got a C-3PO cupcake, and at first I didn't want to eat it because that was like my first And we're like, Colin, you cannot save it. You no, got no, to eat it. No, no, no. I, 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 I was just like, do I, do I keep this? Do I take this home with me back to Michigan? And David and Craig and all, they were like, dude, eat it. And I was like, but it's, it's from Ashley Eckstein. I don't want to do that. So, but, yeah. Oh, man. Uh, I love celebration. But, yeah, no. Um, no, they're... There is so much content coming out, and something that I was surprised about, um, which David's about to go into, was the announcement of Skeleton Crew. Uh, we don't know that much about it. They were very blunt about everything, but they were also really excited. Like at, at, at the end of it, they, they were like, Jude Law's in it, and we were like, okay, what does this mean? And then they just moved on, and we were like, okay. So David... Um, kind of break down of what exactly you think and what we were kind of told at the panel of what the show is going to be about. Isn't skeleton crew what they say when like the crew is very like thin, there's not very many people. Am I making that up? Yeah. So the definition of skeleton crew. It's a term they use on like oh, ships or like uh, planes or something like that. So like like if you're like on a, like a cruise ship or something like that, it's the minimum amount of people that are required to keep it running. Ah, kind of thing. Okay, okay. So I, I was semi close. Semi close. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I've heard that term all my life. Uh, I think because my dad worked on on like construction and different odds and end jobs. But yeah, the definition, I have it right here. The term skeleton crew is defined as the minimum number of personnel needed to operate and maintain an item such as a business organization or a ship. Okay. A ship? We were close. Yeah. So going into Celebration, I was totally anticipating getting movie news that we weren't uh, kind of privy to. And I was hoping that Kevin Feige was going to walk across stage, maybe Taika Waititi. But no, we got uh, these two guys. We got uh, Chris Ford and John Watts. And of do we course, not want to break all... down Indiana Jones or or the announcement of the that's another Willow series? No. <laughs> so yeah, so John Watts appeared. Of course, he directed the Homecoming trilogy, all the Spider-Man films that we got, and of course the groundbreaking and multiverse-shattering No Way Home, which was a big hit. And he was tapped to do. Uh, to direct the Fantastic Four for the MCU. He dropped out of that to drop into Star Wars. And he's going to create this show called Skeleton Crew. They gave us a graphic with Christopher Ford, uh, the man standing next to him who's going to write. And they gave us this logo. And we had previously spoken about it on the podcast that there was a secret project happening that was about to shoot that was in development called grammar rodeo. And this is the project a skeleton crew. So the answer was the last thing that I expected for them to announce too. I was like, Oh, okay. What's it about? And then they were like, um, it's about kids. And I was like, okay. And they're like, but it's not a kid's show. I was like, all right. <laughs> yeah. So grammar rodeo is in reference to a Simpsons episode of all things. And it correlates to dealing with small children and the synopsis for Skeleton Crew given by Christopher Ford on stage where we kind of saw him live was the fact that it's going to be a group of children lost in space. And just because it's a ch- it, it, it revolves around children doesn't mean 
doesn't necessarily mean the show is for children. So once he said that, everyone in the audience was kind of like, ooh. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Stranger Things. It's completely so yeah, I was about to get children. to that. However, so, yeah. I would not let your children watch that. <laughs> yeah, so the rumors at the beginning when it was called, when, when we had the codename Grammar Rodeo, was the fact that it was going to be in the vein of an Amblin film, like E.T., like Goonies. And um, that rumor was spot on. The rumor that didn't pan out, though, was initially the rumor was Grammar Rodeo Skeleton Crew was going to take place in the High Republic. That's not true. Skeleton Crew is going to take place right after the events of Return of the Jedi. Mm. And apparently John Favreau is going to produce it as well. And they also made the official announcement that Jude Law will be starring in the show as well. We don't know what character he's going to play. We don't know if he's a villain, a good guy, <sighs> maybe computer AI on board the ship guiding the 10-year-old actors. We don't know which actors are going to be cast. Um, as the kids. Right. If they get if they get kids to the quality of, of yeah. uh, Vivian Lyra Blair, I'll, I'll be happy with it. Um, so yeah, that's that's pretty much everything in regards to Skeleton Crew. A group of kids, ten year olds, lost in space, and uh, kind of have to have uh, find their way back home. I so something I want out of the show is I I I know, I know this is kind of funny, but talking about Goonies and all that, and then watching the old Ewok movies and stuff like that. I want it to have that eighties vibe. I want it to have that. Um, I, I don't want it to feel like Rogue One or Kenobi or Mando or Book of Boba Fett. I want it to really have that 80s vibe of, of where you walk in and it's like you are sitting down and you're putting a, a copy of your uh, of, of an old VHS, putting in the VCR and you're watching it. I want that type of vibe to it because if it's taking place directly after Return of the Jedi, then it's definitely... It definitely has to have that vibe, and I and and the cast. Uh, I think if now, well, now they said the kids would be around ten. Mm-hmm. Okay. Did you guys see that callback to Ewoks and Stranger Things? By the way, yes, yes, sure I, did. I was like, I was like, hey, what's that? What's yeah, that? What's that <laughs> there there? was a little little Star Wars Ewoks Easter egg in Stranger Things. Yeah. Yep. Also, did you guys see that they're doing a Stranger Things experience? Yeah, there's one in New in, York. In New York, San Francisco, and London. I'm like, hmm, maybe the Mando experience. Field, field trip? Like... <laughs> They're doing That's a lot not... of those like experiences. Like they had Friends and The Office and That's now Stranger Things. Huh? Okay. Um, so I so that is what I want out of the show. Matt and Brooke. What do you guys want out of the show? I don't know. I don't know enough yeah, about this, it. I don't know. He's like it was. They did like announce the existence of the show, and then like literally like the the bare out. about what it is, and then they announced one random actor who has a a good role in it, but I don't know what more to think about, you know, and. I don't know if these like children are like people of like force sensitives or if they're like children of like these these known like imperials. You know, kind of like Jin Ursa was like the 
the daughter yeah. of Galen or so. So I'm like, what? Like what their role is in the galaxy? Right yeah, now. like, are these people like, do they have significance, or do their lives mean little to nothing to the plot of Star Wars, or or what does that mean? Because like, these are they're following children in the Star Wars universe after um, uh, um, Return of the Jedi. So I'm like, there's just so many possibilities of what it could be that I can't possibly put it inside of a frame of what I want to expect out of it. Um, although I, I mean, we've talked about this before in the podcast, wanting to leave the, uh, the Skywalker saga in where it is and not expand on it any further. So I guess I would say that I don't want it to have any actual connections to any Skywalker. Like if, if like Leia shows up, or if like Luke shows up, or if like any kind of remnants to like any references to that, I I would I don't know, just be like, can you not? Can I just be? I would agree I, with that. I'd say enough. that's probably my that's my one thing that I can think of right now is I agree. I hope it has nothing to do with the Skywalkers. I hope it really doesn't. I hope we're just you know whoever these kids are, we just. We see and them. I know that you will agree with me, Brooke. If it takes place on Tatooine. I will I'm over it. Riot <laughs> in the it. streets. I don't think we need no to. more I... Tatooine. Okay, so so something that I think would be a lot of fun is if we actually went to Endor. I like for a brief second, and and if they ended up having Wicked the Ewok or just like you know any type of Ewok, you know help help them on their journey and actually go to space. I think that would be really cool. Because of yeah. we've never really seen Ewoks outside of Endor or off the planet. Um, I also don't want to see like a, like a I don't want to see a father figure like like we've been seeing in like the Mandalorian and um, Bad oh Batch. My gosh, yeah. Like, cause would you not be that... okay if the father figure was Tebow the Ewok or Wicked the Ewok? No, just watching no. over them, making sure they're okay. Listen, the Mandalorian like, was great. Because we had not, that was new, right? We hadn't really seen that before in Star Wars. I'm not going to lie to you. The Bad Batch bored the crap out of me because I felt like it was so incredibly repetitive. You know, you're not invited to the breakdown we're having tomorrow with Hunter. (laughs) That's fine. Um, I just, you know, we had already already seen it in The Mandalorian. We had, you know, the big buff daddy figure. Un- unknowingly adopt a child and we had the same exact thing happen in the bad batch and i was like that's not what i wanted at all so i found it incredibly boring i'm sorry if i just hurt someone's feelings it's just my opinion uh, well i think you hurt mason's feelings <laughs> i'm just kidding hi sorry i'm late but i made it yeah better late um, than never yeah so Mason, how much do you know about the how much do you know about the skeleton crew? Uh almost nothing. Almost uh, nothing. In fact, okay. I literally just saw the logo and I was like, "What? What's that? What's going on?" <laughs> okay, so it I is I don't know what it is, but it's Star Wars. So, I already love it. So, it's it's happening after Return of the Jedi and the main big name part of the project is Jude Law. And right, it's, that I know. And it's supposed to have that 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 Goonies type vibe. It's it, oh, no. it has the kids in the show, but it's not a kids show. Um, and it's like Stranger they're lost Things in space, space. and That's they're what I want. 
I would love Stranger Things in space. Something on the lines so of it's... that would be super cool. Um, I don't think it has anything to do with Jedi. I don't think it has anything to do with that. I think it's just kids um, trying to find their way oh, home, man. and they just go on this big adventure, which you know I'm just hoping it has see? an 80s vibe. Yeah. I would love to see... Um, see, then those old, like, really cheesy... Like early two thousands to like eighties and nineties shows, like those series of shows that came out that were like, like um, uncovering myths and legends, right? Yeah, like, like in search of unsolved mysteries or yeah, in search of like Bigfoot or something like that. Yeah. I would love to see a series all about that, where it's just these like two guys like going around hunting down and reporting and recording like all these mythological and like legend based creatures in the galaxy. Like, um, I don't know if anyone knows what star weirds are here, uh, but like the things that are like pull ships out of hyperspace and they have like you know force apparent like powers and stuff like that and they really mess with people in hyperspace it was something that was big in legends i guess so you're essentially um, asking for star trek and star wars no <laughs> no no it's something more like something less tasteful <laughs> like i want it to be shot on like a handheld video camera it would be less really tasteful funny. less tasteful i'll i'll show i'll, sh- I'll show you less tasteful Okay, so I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, Bye, no um, welcome back, David. Yeah, um, no, I, I, I think that that would be funny. It's gonna have a different vibe than what we're used to, which I, I think a lot of people who grew up with the holiday special and the Ewok movies, I think maybe that's what the Star Wars canon universe needs right now is 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 something on the on the lines of that but at the same time it's still got that mandalorian type vibe um but i just don't want it to be like oh it's another episode of the mandalorian or, or it's another episode of you know ahsoka kenobi uh, and or like I, I i wanted to have the 80s vibe like i said where i'm taking a copy of a mm-hmm. vhs plugging in into the vcr and watching it and just feeling more like I, i'm 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 a kid again. That's on. That's honestly what Star Wars is, but I want this to feel more of that, you know, the vibe like where we are back in the '80s and we're watching it again. Yeah, well, I mean, that's that's something that's really big in American culture right now, right? It's like we're looking back towards our roots. I mean, just a couple of years ago, like there was a big resurgence of love for the retro style from like the '50s and the '60s. Um, And now we're coming into a point in our culture where, and I can immediately throw out two examples, um, uh, Stranger Things and uh, Cobra Kai, where we're looking back towards things in the 80s because people are nostalgic about it now and people want to see it. Um, We're all sad and we want to remember back when we were kids and we weren't sad. (laughs) That's, That's what I'm getting. Let's, you know, let's look back. (laughs) <laughs> back when things were simpler back when, back they were when less it was laws. simpler yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so and i mean i think it wouldn't hurt for star wars to to reconnect with its roots i think um i i will endlessly give it praise i think solo did a great job of that i think solo was one of the movies the re- one of the most recent star wars movies that i watched it and was like oh yeah yeah, that's Star Wars. Like that's it right there. This is exactly how I felt watching the the original trilogy. 
I okay. disagree. I think, that's, I think that's okay. I, that's, <laughs> it's all right. It's okay to have wrong opinions. No, it's not. All right. Okay. I was just, no. a second ago, I was like, it's okay if you disagree with me. But now, you're over here. <laughs> Well, what can I war. say? I got to bring some. Showing up late, talking about Star Trek like that, and now you're going to Brooke, man. Come on, man. No, wow. I'm going to things up. Well, oh. so I'm the toxic I, Star Wars fan base here. I remember watching Solo and the one scene where they're flying away from the Maelstrom, and and they and the falcon like kind of loses power and then lando's like oh like he he's about to swear and then and then, then they like get ready to go into light speed and then they time it perfectly and you hear like the theme tie in like like another good example and, the yeah the speeder yeah. chase oh yeah yeah on corellia yeah. the speeder chase on corellia was amazing i think one of the better better chase scenes done i feel like in in star wars I love at the end where they come like screeching through that like narrow passageway, sort of like the Death Star trench run. And they're like just sideways in the bottom and the top of the speeder. It's all diagonal and they're like scraping against the walls and like, are we going to make it? (laughs) You didn't like the speeder chase in Book of Boba Fett? How dare you, sir? (laughs) I mean, that being the best. Those cool little uh, Vespa moped Go, go, Power Rangers. I'm sorry. Wrong franchise. I thought um, if all five of them ran into each other, they would just make a big old Voltron. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) No, uh, but something that... A transformer when they all... So something that just popped in my head, which I just realized no one's talking about, is that... Um, Solo actually foreshadowed Flea, who played Needles in Back to the Future, coming into the Star Wars universe, because Solo makes that reference of uh, of I've I've seen this oh, done yeah, once. My friend Needles, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then sure enough, which which that was a reference to Back to the Future. And sure enough, years later in Kenobi, we end up getting Flea, who played Needles. So it was like, oh, cool. So and and then another Back to the Future thing happening is we're getting Christopher Lloyd, Doc himself. In the Mandalorian, which I was hoping he was going to be at the Mandalorian Plus panel. I I I saw those seats, and then I saw two seats left. I was like, okay, it it's either going to be it's either going to be Rosario Dawson and Christopher Lloyd, or is or it's going to be someone else. And then it ended up being Sabine. I'm like, oh, cool. But I was like, Christopher Lloyd would have freaked everyone out. Like everyone would be on their like standing up, clapping for at least two minutes. You know, just- yeah. Yeah, and all that ties into Skeleton Crew in a way because with The Mandalorian, the casting was if they got those 80s actors to join Star Wars in the 80s. And, of course, it's the 2020s. And, of course, they're still bringing them back in. And, of course, the Skeleton Crew is going to have an Amblin feel. And I'm a child of the 80s, 90s, and I'm all for it. it's that missing series, that missing Star Wars series from the 80s that they're going to give us, it feels like. You know, I will say this. There was also a part in Rogue One um, that I felt a real connection back towards the 80s. Uh, and that was the scene with the uh, Starfighters. Was it Red Squadron that was in Rogue One? Were there? Am I thinking about the right movie where they're flying in the X-Wings and they all have like the stashes? They all have like the yeah. Gareth Edwards told the extras and the pilots to grow out their hair, uh, yeah. grow facial hair, yeah, just like what they had scene. in the '70s. And I'd be all for that if all Star Wars had like the '70s haircuts. Because so to me, that feels like Star Wars. Yeah, the yeah. good old '70s. Well, you know what stashes? 
Yeah. I am I'm just more excited. Uh <laughs> yeah. There. The comment. Sorry. One okay. second, Colin. No, no, no. It has no, nothing to no. do with what you were saying. They're just no, saying they are, they more. <laughs> they yeah. are referring to ran about this the other day. what Mason said, which which Josh and I were just like, and 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 Brad too, um, one of our guest hosts that came on, we were just like, what? And Mason said that I fell in I fell in love with Lando more, and Donald Glover is my Lando. And we were like, what? I did not <laughs> say Donald Glover you is my too. Lando. You did too. We have it in recording. Are you kidding me? Exactly we have the receipts. I said Donald Glover is like what introduced me to Mason, really did you just come on this like podcast to resign? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> Do not Sorry, lie guys. to the fans. We I have a recording, a sir. So you know, we I will find that exact clip and we will Donald play Glover's it. portrayal of Lando. I will say that. I thought. Yes. Thank you, Brooke. Yes, it was. Not more than the OG. <laughs> Someone around here would taste. No, I just you know. You were saying that Donald Glover was better than Billy D. Williams, and we were just like, "What is wrong with you?" How about we were just both I'm saying that Donald Glover reintroduced me to that character and, and like reintroduced like that's that is someone who brought up my love and then I went back and watched Billy D. Williams was like how did I not how did I not realize how much I love this character? I can for see him, David you know, like eyes going around the screen. I think he's trying to find the clip, aren't you? He's <laughs> <laughs> gonna out me like this. Yeah. Yeah. Because you've of... been outed, you just don't realize it yet. Yes, dude. <laughs> you did this no. to yourself. All of us but, were just like, what did Mason just say? And then and, and then on that same day too, he was like, Ooh, Kevin Feige. He oh, also worked on Black Panther. Look at that. He was just like, Yeah. Look at that. Yes, thank you. Uh <laughs> on uh from YouTube. Thank you for your comment. Solo made me love Lando more. I thought you were gonna I be sick be- on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what was happening. Just <laughs> reading his name. Yeah. I'm not gonna shirk him. You want me to read it uh-huh. out? Spell it out. Thank you so much. <laughs> I think I did it a little better, but that's all right. Okay. Well, I'm not guys. perfect. We'll let him decide if you think he's better than Billy D. But but all jokes aside, I um, I like them both. I love Billy D. Williams. I love Donald Glover. I want more Lando. I want more Lando in general. I don't care who it is. I just want more Lando. I I I want the opening of the Lando series to be like the first Hobbit movie of where where it would be like old man Lando Calrissian being like you know he's like bringing up Lord of the Rings in front of Mason. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah that's right because he's never seen that either this is this what? is not an episode so this is not an episode hate. to call out mason though uh, that's so not what we're trying hate. to do guys that's this exactly is the toxic star wars saying. fan base i'm being attacked <laughs> it's because we're so pleasant in person but then when we're online right david <laughs> <laughs> i can't slap I so you guys in behind person. my keyboard not that i ever would yeah. <laughs> No, no, I um. Uh, wow, you guys go to Star Wars celebration, and suddenly you're better than me. No, I see how it is. That's fine. No, we didn't have a Star Wars okay. celebration to know that. What the heck? Oh, oh. <laughs> eventually people come to that realization everywhere. That's okay. Hey guys, okay. Uh, you'll show us all when, you be, when you're like walking around as Chewy someday. <laughs> Be like, (laughs) 
What is this? The beginning of the Star Wars special? Stop it. <laughs> oh my god, Lumpy. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> no, but yeah, no, uh, I give me some VR goggles real quick. I definitely do. Come on, man. No. Um uh, I <laughs> look at David. <laughs> I think that man, as soon as Mason got on, this all got wild, bro. I don't know what happened. As soon as we lost, Mason got on, we lost. Why you guys bring me to the podcast? Like I said, I just like to stir the pot. I'm just here to poke at the fire and see what happens. No, I um uh I I think the Lando series will be great. They they I'm surprised that there's a lot of things at celebration that I didn't think that we want to hear about because we did not hear about any of the movies. We did not hear about Lando, not which, a one. which, uh, which it's droids, um, droids, uh, Lando, and then the new movies didn't get any, any word um, on it. No, no small panels or anything about it. Here's here's my theory. Um, uh, but first, uh, Roll Farm Boy says, "I got your back, Mason. <laughs> I ain't see Lord of the Rings neither. Thank you. I appreciate it. Wow. That means it must be overrated, right? The two people on the planet. Out. Okay. the The reason why, you know what? I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm just gonna I, I'm just gonna out you on this. The reason why that that I give you crap for it is because you said it's too long. You play D and D, and those like campaigns can last. I just mentioned that I time. haven't watched it because it's long. As it's just, I that's the only reason I haven't touched it yet. And but like you play D and D though. You you that play D and D where where those yes. campaigns last for a very long time. That is true, but I'm also surrounded by my friends and loved one, and they also pay for food. So we can watch Lord of the Rings with you. Yeah, well, then that, yeah we'll do it. We'll it. That is just. I'm not against. To, I'm not against watching it. I will you watch it eventually. With excuses, sir. How, how so, Mason, you? let me put it like this. <laughs> The only you either watch it the or... only thing that exists out there in reality that rivals oh, wow. the original trilogy of Star Wars is the Lord of the Rings trilogy. That's Man. the only thing. Mm, that's high that praise. That's deep. I'm not going to lie. Okay. I'm with David on that one. Yeah. Okay. It's, that's it is, so in the multiverse. <laughs> Park. In the multiverse, Harry this Potter. is not the Star Wars stuff podcast. This is the Middle Earth podcast. In the no, multiverse. Bro. We're switching over, way. everybody. Uh, so sorry that you had to find out this way. Yes, yes, precious. Are we nice? feel bad for all of our Patreon users. Welcome um, back to the Lord of the Rings podcast. We'll be doing this. David, can um, you remove this, man? <laughs> I meant to – I meant this – I wanted to comment on what you said, Colin, about how we haven't heard about anything – I have some theories about that. So let me put on my tinfoil hat here really quick. Um, okay. I believe they're postponing Where's all the, the series or releasing. Yeah, I was so ready for a hat. That they're, I'll buy one eventually. We'll, no, we'll buy. You don't on buy them. That's the government getting your money. You need to make it. Of course I will. Yes. I'll, I'll uh, take some tinfoil from someone. But I think we didn't hear anything about those series because they're either A, having production problems. B, um, they are po- postponing them to sort of put out what's more popular, what the fans want at the moment. Um, and there is no C. My C is just that um, I really like Star Wars and I wanted to thank and appreciate you know all the producers and the actors that worked so hard on it to, uh, to bring this awesome series like this. Anyways, <clears throat> tinfoil hat coming off. What do you guys think? I don't understand why you had to wear a tinfoil hat for that. I don't. Um, 
So if you were at Celebration, they actually said all that. It's It's mainly because of the, like, I think they're maybe having production problems. Like, I know with Lando, last I heard something about it is that they they are having trouble getting Donald Glover back, which is a shame, but it's good that, you know, he's off doing his own thing and he's being successful. Yeah, he signed a huge deal with Amazon. So he's busy with that. He's busy with... His yeah, own show on FX, which is owned by Disney now. I mean, he's still kind of in the family. So we'll we'll see if Disney waits for that. I think they will. I, I think there's a lot of Star Wars ahead of what they could wait for to do Lando. And of course, yeah. Donald Glover is universally loved. There's not a bad thing I've ever heard anyone say about his portrayal yeah. of Lando. People say that Lando was the best thing about Solo, which I usually agree on. And I, I think yeah. that dude is super talented anytime Star Wars can get talent mm-hmm. at his caliber i think yeah the, you, you need to, and here's the, the brink truck here's the thing and he's well, a star wars fan he's a, he's a real star wars fan too the thing that i really like about donald glover is that he could potentially be a double threat and uh be someone who could make huge strides in star wars for new stuff because i talk about music all the time because donald glover is a musician what does star wars need more of the development of the culture of these worlds i think I think I would love to see a lot more of that fleshing out like what different music styles there are between Felucia and Tatooine and uh, you think the crap on Tatooine. You think like Childish Gambino is going to throw down some bars in Felucia? I don't know. Him and Max Rebo are going to go on tour together. I would love to see like a galactic pop star who like goes on tour. Like we have a little bit of that with Gaia, but we never really have seen I mean, anything really cool. like we that. We kind of like Colin didn't hear any of that. Little tiny taste Don't. of that in Visions. <laughs> mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, with Tatooine Rhapsody. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would love to see a series about that. If a band went on tour, that'd be fun. That'd be a fun like little love to see. rock bands. And when we had Galen Howard as a guest, he mentioned being Max Rebo's tour manager. Yeah. Oh yeah! <laughs> Who knows? Maybe it'll happen. Yeah. Which I'm, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if you guys have noticed, but there's been a lot of Max Rebo merch lately. Like, like, a, like a lot of talk about Max Rebo and stuff. Like, just the other day on 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 the official Star Wars account, it was National Donut Day, right? The first donut that they popped on there was Max Rebo, and I Max was like, Rebo. "Come on!" I was like, "Come on, man! Come on! Come on! Link us!" They definitely us. listen to Put the podcast, bro. There. Let's give go. us credit where it's due. Yeah. We're shameless. We're poor. You, you know no credit. one else is talking about Max Rebo. <laughs> we like Max Rebo. Well, Colin likes Max Rebo. I feel there like at this go. point, like, someone says Max Rebo, I should just have a dollar, like, sent to me. Like, and, like, anyone in the world. Like, <laughs> Max Rebo. You, you should like, be making, um... Like, I get paid. And then, and then boom, cool. there you go. I'm at Celebration London. Easy. <laughs> Easy peasy. Yeah. Um, Brooke, that, that brings up a perfect, um, a perfect segue into what I wanted to talk about, which is something that was announced nothing at to do with the picture that's up on the screen right now, does it? <laughs> uh, it actually does because oh, it was wow. announced at this Star Wars celebration, which is, uh, Star Wars Visions Volume 2. That's, yep, nothing. Can't wait. Ah, <laughs> oh, look at that. Um, we'll probably see it at London in Celebration 2023. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. That'd be lovely. I am so excited for this. Visions, uh, one of my favorite recent Star Wars things done. And that's because I am a fan of things that are weird and a fan of things that are eclectic. Um, And Star Wars Visions was a step into weird. That is my favorite thing about it. Japanese animation has no shortage of that. But 
now we get to see animation from the rest of the world because two of the animation giants like in the entire industry around the world are America and Japan and now France is starting to get really good at it where we see series like um The Miraculous Ladybug I believe came out of Japan ah, sorry came out of France um <laughs> but we are getting uh we're going to be getting I don't know how many but we're going to be getting a series of short films again in animation I believe and they are going to be coming out of South Africa Chile uh the United States I don't know where yet France Japan, Spain, India, and the UK. So we are getting a lot of um, European developers like mixed into making Star Wars content. And I am so, so excited to see what that's going to be about. It says a series of short films. I believe is how they phrased it. Um, so I don't know if it's necessarily going to be animation or if it's going to be live action stuff. We'll find yeah, out. I actually have an article right here that I just pulled up from Digital Spot. It says, Star Wars Vision Season 2 is coming back with a twist. This time, the short stories will come from around the world. Lucasfilm has officially confirmed that Disney Plus animated series Star Wars Visions is getting a second season, announcing that at Star Wars Celebration 2022, super low-key, Volume 2, Visions will be available on the streaming service in Spring 2023. Volume one was Japanese animation studios that brought their unique style of Star Wars in a series of short films. However, the second installment will showcase the animation style from different countries, including what you mentioned, Mason, South Africa, Chile, United States, France, Japan, Spain, India, and the UK. So it's really go. funny cool. that you uh, that you brought that article up because that's the exact one I'm looking at right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. He says spotlight. Mine. Yeah, there we go. Um, cannot wait. I mean, what are you guys excited about for the countries? Me personally, like um, Spain, South Africa, and India are the ones that immediately grab my attention. I don't know if I've seen anything out of those countries ever. I don't know if I have either. I'm, I live under I'm, a rock, so... Um, I get things a couple years late. Well, I've yeah. seen Lord of the Rings, so I, I guess I'm not under the rock all the way. Uh, <laughs> See, wow. when I hear South Africa, I think high? about Neil. I think about Neil Blomkamp when he did District Nine and that style that he had. And of course, Elon Musk is from there too. I mean, there, there's a lot of like creativeness oh, yeah. and, and brain power that comes from South Africa. And I'm Spain, just... I think of like Javier Bardem. He's he's from there and. He's one of the great actors that we have working today. And hopefully he does something Star Wars related. That'd be cool. I know the UK is starting to have a larger film industry over there. Um, I know there's a lot going on in the UK right now. So I'm sure whatever is going to come out of the UK will probably be pretty good. Uh, but I'm very curious about those three countries. And France, um, I mean, they they already sort of have their hat in the game. So I'm excited to see what's going to go on with that. But anyways, yeah. And then Chile, South South America, getting some representation. Can't wait. Yeah, for sure. I'm excited for Vision too. I like I like the first season. I, I thought it was interesting. I thought it was unique. I thought there were some really good kind of Star Wars like lessons and kind of stuff that we've learned reinforced in a different medium. And getting all the different voices, the voice actors, 
the actors to to do voices. I, I thought it was a pretty cool endeavor and, and something different, but the same. I, I loved it. I can't wait for Vision season two. So another thing I did want to talk about here is I did uh, make a, a, a Twitter post about what my weekend was all about. I had a jam-packed weekend of stuff. My daughter graduated from high school. She had a graduation party yesterday. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, she did it. Um, she so did she's it. getting ready for college now. <laughs> and simultaneously, I um, was kind of trying to fit in my schedule there to go on my first 501st troop of the year. Uh, the 501st requires you to do at least one troop in the year to stay in the 501st. So I decided to go and participate at the Holocron store uh, that just opened in Austin, Texas. I'm about 50 miles away from Austin, so it's about an hour drive away from me. And the Holocron store originated in Fort Worth in the Metroplex next to Dallas in in North Texas. And they're expanding out, and I think um, to some surrounding states. But this is the one that's closest to me. I was so happy because I knew the person that was going to be the general manager of the store. She put out a thing on Facebook saying any help would be great. I responded. I said, hey, uh, I know we don't really know each other in person, but we are friends on Facebook. We're kind of associated with the 501st. Can I help? She graciously said, yeah, you can come help. So I was thinking, okay, so I sent out some invites to some local people around me that I, I thought could help. And um, friend of the podcast, uh, Marissa, who's been on the show before, I contacted her. I said, hey, you want to go work at the store? She said, yeah, I'm not actually doing anything right now. So we both went to the store and we both worked at the Holocron store before it opened. This was about three or four weeks ago. And we helped open up helmets, take taking the helmets, the Black Series helmets out of boxes and put it and stacking them on the side. We unpacked Black Series figures. And every box we opened, it was like Christmas because we didn't, we weren't quite sure what was going to come out of the boxes because those boxes have code names on them. So one of the more interesting boxes that was labeled, it was just called basketball. And we were like, what could be inside the basketball box? So we cracked it open and it was just a bunch of Darth Maul figures. What? That's awesome. It's LeBron James. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) I would go with Jordan, but um, but uh, yeah, we opened the box. Mall came out, and I sp- we spoke about it a little bit last night on the Patreon podcast, me and James. And I was like, I don't know what that reference is. And James brought the fact that well, Mall bounces back. And I was like, okay, I, mean, I guess that's what it works. <laughs> so that's a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck? Well, I mean, so, Mall's also got mad hops, dude. So like, it might be that. Strange. Mad hops indeed. Um, his head's red. Basketballs are orange. Those colors are very close to each other. Basketball colors, much like his head, also have spikes on them. Uh, very important delineation. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, the little uh, black lines. I don't know. Mal has black black, black lines. lines. <laughs> yeah, we're starting to reach here. Uh, but anyways, is Mal yeah, like red on saying. black or is he black on red? Oh, that is a good question. Oh, does Darth Maul have is is he black with red stripes? Or... Yeah, he's black with red stripes. <laughs> <Red with black. laughs> 
These are the, the hard hitting questions we're asking here. <laughs> this is what Star we need Wars to know. Podcast. Let us know, Star Wars stuff community. What anyone in chat, anyone on YouTube right now, have that answer? Yeah, I don't know. Let us know. Oh, see, I know because, like, you know, the whole zebra question. I've I've done the the Disney safari a few times. What? And they say the, the Disney like, in Animal Kingdom. Whoa, that's cool. The safari Kilimanjaro safaris. Yes, yes. Well, anyway, they say that zebras, you know what color they are based on the color of their nose. So, like, zebras with black noses, they're black with white stripes. Interesting. So, but Maul has a black and a red nose. Well, then I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) His body doesn't hold up. (laughs) I'm confused. Uh, So, uh, black on red says, There we go. You guys are getting Thank it. Thank you, ha. No, duh. Ha, ha. Maybe it's ha. ha. Um, it's it like he was red. trying to say his name like Thank over talk to text, but then like <laughs> lost reception at the end there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not roasting your name. I promise. Ha, ha. We're trying to figure it out. Can you help us understand? What's the origin of your name? Um, for those of you who are not if on, it's our, family on friendly. YouTube or Twitch, um, we're looking at uh, comments on our on our live stream. So if you're listening to this later on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast from, understand we're not like we're not all like having seizures. That's not what's happening. Um, <laughs> we're actually trying to understand and discuss someone's name. Uh, um, I believe actually like dissecting it's ha ha fusk. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh-huh. But yeah, but, yeah, but the, the the fourth, the fifth H is like capitalized, so it's probably like. Uh-huh. And the F is also capitalized. Yeah. Uh, okay. And I was hoping that his the picture of his profile would help me understand a little bit better, but I don't know what's going oh, on. Oh, we have an answer. We have an answer. We have an answer. We have an answer. It's black on red. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, that helps us. Um, because it's just for jokes, and that's totally chill. That's okay. I, I like it. It's random. Um, no, you don't need to change it. You just need to, I guess, under, I don't know. Maybe change it. I don't know. Why do you love the jokes? I, uh, I'm glad you're not. We're not, we're not making personally grievously promise. wounded. We promise. Okay, we should probably get back to what we were talking about. Right, um, the whole crossword. So, David, how did your uh, troop with the 501st go? Your important charity thing that might be more important than all Were you a black TIE fighter? Ones. So, yeah, it was awesome. I was a TIE fighter. I was a TIE Ooh. pilot. I'm a TIE pilot from New Hope, and I was checking out the lightsabers here. There's me checking out the Darth Revan saber. Dang. So, Ooh, are you looking And where, where can fans see these photos if they want to see them? So you definitely can go to our Patreon. I'll have all the photos um, put up on on Patreon, so you can check them Is out. Is that like right a mini me Death Trooper in the background? That's a Shadow Trooper. That's a person in that armor. Oh, that's, that's a person. Like, I thought yeah, it was Earth just like trooper. a okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, I. What kind of sabers were those? Uh, that's a Revan. Yeah. They like had what, Revan, like, like brand, Kipisto. like what brand? Oh, a, series. a Elite Series, Black elite. Series. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. I love that artwork of Vader in the background. That is sick. Hey, is that hand, was that hand painted? Uh, I believe that's a banner from one of the uh, Revenge of the Sith promotions. Okay. And, it's a mini yeah. me. Yeah, there's me finding myself. 
<laughs> and like I said, they got Finding a yourself. whole bunch of stuff there. A whole oh. bunch of helmets. Cool. You see the Luke okay. helmet, the very rare Poe helmet that's very hard to find these days. Oh, yeah. So, so someone find. came into, so, you know, so I work in a Star Wars gift shop. And someone was asking me about the Darth Vader helmet. And I was like, I've never seen one of those in my life, dude. And he was adamant. I was like, I, I was like, I don't know. So at least I know they exist now. <laughs> yeah, they, they were on display at, at the uh, Hasbro uh, booth at Star Wars Celebration. Okay. So they had Good them on display know. there. It's, well, it's a relatively it? new product. Like, I think it was released this year, but like, that yeah, makes they sense. Exist. What was? Um, thank you, haha. Yes, um, it is in Austin, right, David? This is in Austin, yes. Texas. Yes, it's North Austin. Yes. North so is this Austin. like a Lucasfilm, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Not like affiliated, sponsored no. Sponsored store? No. no. Okay. It's just well, like how... us. A mom and pop, grassroots. That, so how do I mean, they get all this stuff, though? Uh, they buy it from Hasbro. If you buy something in bulk, it's relatively cheaper than if you just buy single items. And then you can resell it? That's a yeah. thing? Yeah. Do they resell it at a higher cost, or... So, but yeah, it is a brick-and-mortar store. They have to play, pay the employees. But, I mean, you have the luxury of just walking into the store and getting your thing. You don't have to wait forever from Hasbro or from yeah. Amazon. You want to pay shipping costs, so like, that will soon. Right, same premise right. as, like, Toys R Us or something like that, right? Right, right, yeah. exactly Go the same to... premise. Yeah, and I'm wearing one of their hats right now. It's it's a oh, wonderful very... store. Like I said, I, I knew the general manager because we're Facebook friends, but now I've seen her in person. I took a picture with her. During the grand opening, and we were all dressed up, and she is a Twi'lek here. Oh, fun. Oh, nice. And, of course, like I mentioned, my buddy Marissa, she was there as well. And, yeah, I mean, it's everyone that's employed there is really kind and very knowledgeable of Star Wars. We were answering questions just about all day. And the fact that it was a 501st troop as well. I mean, it was in the air conditioning. Still a sweaty mess underneath my costume, but... <laughs> But yeah, I do have fans in my helmet, so that does help. If you keep your head cool, your your body will do all right. So, yeah, it was it was awesome. It was a great experience, and of course, Angie Mayhew showed up. She lives in North Texas, uh, the beloved wife of Peter wow. Mayhew, and oh. I spoke to her for a while, and I asked her to take a photo, and she she said, "Yeah, let's go do it over there." So uh, we walked to the life size Black Series case, oh. and we got the case, and we took a picture together wow. there. And um, she was awesome. She she was very she was very much the conversationalist. I told her about the podcast, and we we spoke a lot at length. And uh, the people that she was there with, that traveled with her, I spoke with them as well. And it just so happened that one of her uh, assistants that works with her, I was actually friends with them on Facebook already, and that was really awesome. I was able to donate to the Peter Mayhew Foundation, and uh, oh. I was given this really cool coin right here. And it's uh, oh, very Peter oh, nice. Mayhew's image. That is awesome. Did you have and any uh, Star Wars stuff coins to give? Yes, I did give her oh, yeah. in return our coin right here. So you can Dang. see the does size. It glow difference. in the dark. That's so cool. It definitely does. Oh snap! And if it you look on the back here, these coins are individually numbered. See if you can see. Oh. Maybe the camera focuses. Oh, nice! I see numbers. I just don't know what they are. Right, I can't this bottom read. one right here. It's not, I can read. I just can't read that. Yeah. So, yeah, nope. and the other cool thing about this coin, we probably might want to look into this in the future for our coins. On the edge there are the initials of all the projects Peter Mayhew was in, starting with the oh. New Hope. Oh. So it's oh, NAH, cool. 
ESB, ROTJ, you get the gist of it. So it's all yeah. around the border on the outside. So that is cool. That would be cool. Yeah. Um, it might be cool to have like quotes and stuff. Um, like if it's the Star Wars stuff podcast coin in particular that we're thinking about, um, maybe we just could get like, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Star Wars stuff podcast where we talk all things Star Wars. Like be on awesome. the, of the coin. I was thinking cool more like, like tags for social medias. <laughs> like it's, that could work it's, too. It's like a, a really cool, just like business card. Like it's <laughs> here's our. It's an, ex- it's an expensive business card, but yeah, it'll you'll stand out in the crowd for sure. Business like, cards ever, are ever, outdated. And like I remember, uh, David, oh. we were talking about like getting like business cards that are, like made out of like aluminum that are like, yeah. like laser etched in, but like. That's a pretty cool one. So I was actually thinking, and I think I mentioned this to maybe one or two people on the podcast, maybe we do personalized coins of having the character that we most identify with or our favorite character. Like, of course, Connell would be Max Rebo, of course. And then on the other side would be Star Wars Stuff Podcast. But like what Mason said, I mean, we could put our quotes. I mean, our favorite quotes from Star Wars, of course, Mason's would probably be uh, Donald Glover is the best Lando. I mean, stuff like that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's cool. That's fine. Which shame. I mean, you could be right. I mean, Donald Glover's like right there, man. He's he's an incredible actor and portrayed Lando. I think exactly the, the way I think we were seeing him. I yes. think Donald Glover and Billy D. Williams are both great actors who are portrayed equally great. Lando <laughs> equally well. Who is a really good character. Yeah. That's the end of it. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, and another thing I wanted to touch upon is the fact that it's Kathleen Kennedy's birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Kathleen Kennedy. Happy birthday. Thank you for taking Star Wars to new heights. Yeah. Thank you for, for rolling it out and keeping with it. Do you remember like five years ago when everyone wanted her out of Star Wars? <laughs> it's crazy to think about. I I mean, remember five years ago? when people were still getting over the fact that Disney had bought Star Wars and that immediately tarnished it? Well, yeah, I mean, there, there's a there's definitely going to be apprehension when, when there's, like, a acquisition like that, of those proportions. But, I mean, Marvel, Marvel was purchased by Disney, and Disney showed the track record of just, like, leaving them alone and leaving Marvel Studios to their own kind of perfected processes of... of I mean, there, one could say that Marvel kept cinema alive you know i mean if it wasn't for marvel films and marvel characters i i think we could actually say that about star wars i, I think the future is bright um and taika's taika's mm-hmm. movie is going to drop in 2023 so i mean that's going to be the start i still can't believe they haven't films. they didn't like talk about that like at all at the celebration i was like it, the movie is, is it's supposed to come out like next year why don't, why don't you talk about it a little bit just give us something so yeah, I fully expect for London celebration, Taika's film is going to be kind of the big panel for London. It's got to be. And hopefully, one of us, at least one of us, can go to celebration. I know. Uh, it's less than a year. It's weird less to think than a year away. It's less than a year away. Quick turnaround. Unless I become a millionaire. Or unless uh, people do what tell- we're. Uh, Telling them at the bottom, subscribe. All right. Someone wants to donate a generous amount. 
Here's the deal. Seven dollars. Put all of our podcast money into a run it or gun it last ditch <laughs> effort and buy a bunch of lottery tickets. <laughs> you know that either. to to rent a private plane is just over a thousand dollars on American Airlines. That's it. Thousand dollars you can rent a private plane. Yeah, but how how all far right. can you fly in that private plane? Uh, I think I think that how much uh, is gas? How much is jet on, fuel? I think that stuff's tacked on. <laughs> Probably not like, cheap. Jet fuel's like a thousand dollars per gallon. All right, here's the deal: American Airlines offers on the table one time only. <laughs> you let us sponsor you. We will sponsor you. Whoa, whoa no, this is got that backwards. Flight, can't sponsor anybody. Over to, we Why will not? let you sponsor us for a free flight <laughs> over to <laughs> Europe <laughs> to. And Go back. Star Wars celebration and back yeah, we, round trip. That's important. We're just we'll let you there. we'll let you sponsor us again for a trip back. <laughs> that's really generous. I feel like we're really putting the cards on the table here. So you know Only if I get to fly it. on the Star Wars themed airline, you know. Because every airline we has slap our logo on the side of it. Oh. <laughs> Star Wars stuff podcast. <laughs> On this Part side, of it feels like passenger liner. Clapping. <laughs> now it's the Star Wars. The flag on the back of the stunt plane. No, actually, you know what? That brings up a really good point. I wonder if we'll see Star Wars themed airlines more stuff. Because just at Celebration, they were talking about the partnership with Volkswagen, right? Volkswagen. Yeah. That's um, true. Star Wars themed VW buses, like the new style, and they look amazing. I would drive a, I would drive a Star Wars themed car. I have a new game. What? Be cool. Are you buying Pizza Kid? What? Yeah, he's he's trying to say that we need to get a pizza sponsor. Pizza Kid on YouTube so, says, uh, "Pizza time." I mean, if we're getting, I want to. I don't know because, like, getting a Star Wars themed airline, it'd be like, all right, ladies and gentlemen, we are about to deform our departure. Uh, we're going to be performing the Haldo maneuver to land today. No. All righty, passengers, please strap in. Light space. No, I will right. only bumpy. get on the plane if RX twenty four is the pilot. All I'm I saying, think Sam would be the co-pilot. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying that would be really I, I would like planes a lot more and I do like planes. Um if called uh if there are for turbulence as plane getting attacked by Minox. <laughs> well, if there's some Minox issues, please strap in your seatbelt and remain seated for the flight. It may get a little bumpy. Like it's it's all themed. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Disney. Get on it. Is it just me or is Mason sound like a robot all of a sudden? <laughs> Droid. Don't out don't out him. Oh no. I just want to make sure it wasn't just me, all right? Oh no. Yeah, we took oh, all no. of our previous Patreon money. We created Mason. Yeah. <laughs> no, a- my secret. He's the first gen Snoke. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I I can I, can I get a say that. side of Mason versus Snoke? <laughs> I am fluent in more than six point five billion. Six point uh, five billion. Oh gosh! Communication. I think that's gonna about do us for the night. I don't know about you guys. So yeah, have we mentioned the Vanity Fair article at all on the podcast? Uh, me and Colin talked about it for okay. a, a second on Friday. Uh, 
I mean, if you want to talk about it more from a first person point of view, you can definitely do that. Yeah, so I can't remember what day it was, but I had to run Colin's Anakin wig to the place where he was staying. So I was on my way to the parking garage, and a guy walks out of the gift shop, and I kind of do a double take because I'm, I was thinking it was the guy that I was thinking, but his hair was different, and he, he cut his hair. It was Anthony Bresnikan. He was walking out. Of, he was exiting through the gift shop. And I stopped him. I said, "Hey, um, Anthony, um, big fan. Can uh, can we get a picture?" He said, "Yeah, sure." So we took the picture, and he just started asking me basic questions of like, kind of, was I enjoying myself? First celebration? Uh, was it my first celebration? Um, how everything was going? And then like one thing kind of led to another, and I was just kind of detailing why I was there about the podcast and. The fact that the mood was so great, the vibes at, at all four celebrations I've been to have been just absolutely awesome. And how our podcast was born from celebration. And then all of a sudden he said, hey, you want to, would you mind doing an interview? And I was thinking in the back of my head, I was like, uh, for Vanity Fair? I was like, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll do an interview. So right there in front of the gift shop, I know Colin has referenced us sitting down and doing an interview. No, we stood up. We were standing in front of the gift shop. He took out his phone and he recorded everything I said. He asked me where I was from, my full name, my podcast. And I remember what they published online. And it, it's exactly my words. Like He didn't change a thing. I remember saying every single word here. The city where I'm from. And he put a link, um, which we're so grateful for, to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. If you click on Star Wars Stuff Podcast here in the link for Vanity Fair, you go right to our podcast. And I describe what it was like to experience the fact that there's a Mexican actor leading a Star Wars film. And there's a whole lot more I wanted to say, but he had a lot of follow-up questions and I was just trying to keep up with him. And for me, being a Mexican-American in South Texas, Star Wars is a huge thing for my people, which is, is, is a very kind of interesting thing because I'm Mexican-American and there, there's other races that live here, but I think the commonality we have is Star Wars. And no matter who you are, Growing up in the 80s and 90s, any one of my cousins, friends that were Mexican-American all knew Star Wars. And there was some degree of of just knowing what characters there they were, what the plot line was. I mean, that was the one very kind of through line that I had with every single one of, of the people that I met of my race. And um, I think that's the only thing that kind of was the common factor in, in growing up Mexican-American in Texas. And the running joke is, I don't know if you know about this, but when you have someone in the family named Jesse, the nickname for Jesse in Spanish or living in South Texas is Chewy. So we would always reference Chewbacca as the first Mexican-American in, in space. And that was always a running joke. So, And I think 
Matthew Perry did a film with Selma Hayek and they made that same joke in the film and we were all blown away in the 90s like oh he made the joke so yeah it's Star Wars was always a big thing growing up and that was something I think we all had in common and I, I just kind of reiterated to Anthony that having Diego Luna from Mexico heading up a Star Wars film a beloved and now beloved Star Wars film and then given a Disney Plus series the most episodes out of any one of the um, main actors, 24 episodes. I mean, it's, it's just an, an incredible thing. And I referenced 1999 because that's officially when Star Wars came back for me. We had the Phantom Menace. And I was certain at that point in time that we would only have those three films, the prequels, and then it would shut down again. So it was a very kind of bittersweet time and I wanted just to soak in as much Star Wars as I possibly could because I was thinking okay well George Lucas went away after Return of the Jedi he claims that he's probably going to go away again after Revenge of the Sith so after Revenge of the Sith I was quite sad but it's back because Disney bought it and uh, thankfully George Lucas didn't have to pass away to pass it on to someone else he's still around because that was my feeling the whole time but uh, yeah the maker is still here and we get more Star Wars. And um, yeah, long story short, the podcast made it into Vanity Fair and we're published. And uh, the link is there and everyone can find us. And yeah, that's for me, that's I never thought about it beforehand, but that's like a bucket list thing. I think I can kind of mark off being published in Vanity Fair. So, And here's to many years of more bucket list items getting crossed off yeah and speaking of that there's another one to actually Ah. travel to london and to go to star wars celebration that would be epic hopefully that does happen for at least one of us so yeah i think that's pretty much it for today's podcast great way to end it david it was a good good speech yeah Yeah, i said it any better myself yeah, yeah, it's it's just one of those, just one of many stories I think we all have. And I definitely do want to do an interview-style podcast with each one of you uh, to talk about your individual celebration experience and your stories and what you thought and some of your first-timers. I'm really interested to hear what you guys have to say about that first-time experience. And that'll all be exclusively on Patreon, so... <sighs> There's not much I really have to say. I, you know, watch it <laughs> online. You can talk about Lando. Uh, I mean, that'd, that'd be cool. cool. <laughs> There's so much Star Wars celebration content that we haven't even talked about yet. Still, I'm so. almost, I'm almost done. I'm almost done with the fourth day uh, on YouTube. So, getting there. Yeah. Thanks, RFB. Huh. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Rural Farm Boy. He says, "Great way to finish a Sunday weekend." I couldn't agree more. Pop back, have a couple drinks listen to the star wars stuff podcast that's what life is all about right there those two things nothing else good old Mm. blue milk pop it back Mm. (laughs) all right so for colin brooke mason matt my name is david and may the force be with you always Always. love you bye y'all